Hello and welcome to the Rigori Podcast, the show that's over quicker than a Fiorentina League title challenge. I'm Giancarlo Rinaldi and I'm joined as always by my cousin Marco. Marco, how are you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. Good Excellent stuff, excellent stuff. Yes, we'll get to that though, we'll get to that. <laughs> calm down, calm down son, calm down. We're not going straight to Venezia because we record on a Sunday night and we've just witnessed a Serie A belter, never mind your Sky Super Sunday or whatever, an absolute cracker of a game between Milan and Napoli. We finished 2-2, but I mean, pick over the bones of that, Marco. What do we What do we learn from a game like that? An absolute great advertisement for Serie A. That's yeah, for yeah, sure. it was it was a very exciting game. Um, game of two halves, I guess you would say, because Milan f- looked like they would win it quite easily after the first half, but um, Napoli in the second half were were pretty dominant. Although Milan did have their chances as well on the break. Um, yeah, it was it was just a cracking game, and obviously Rudy Garcia needed to fight back in that game. Otherwise, I suspect he would have been he would have been out. But he probably hangs on for a bit longer after that. It does amazing free kick from it was, uh, yeah. Raspadori. It was reminiscent, not outside of the boot like Roberto Carlos won, but it was certainly heading outside the goal and mm. swung in and he went round the outside of the wall, which is quite unusual. You know, we often yeah. see them going over the top, but maybe that says something about the position in the wall. I don't I don't know, but just amazing game. And, and Giroud, couple of second header in particular, off a standing start, just shows he's still got a lot to offer. He was not pleased about coming off late in the game, which with hindsight, I think, you know, maybe purely would have changed his mind because Napoli went down to 10 men and there was a free kick that came into the box that looked awfully tempting for Giroud. I mean, I don't think I quite like Luka Jovic, an ex-Fiorentina man, but I'd have kept Leal and Giroud on the pitch for the last for the last 10 minutes. But I mean, maybe just thought... Napoli were on top, his team well, were getting tired. Yeah, I think, I think at that stage, I think Napoli were on top, so I, I can kind of understand his thinking there. What what frustrates me about that game is that, you know, Politano scored an absolute brilliant goal as well, linking up with Di Lorenzo, and Raspadori scores, but Politano, he's just a different player when he plays for Napoli somehow than when he plays for Italy. He's not, he can't seem to bring that that form at anything like that form never mind that form for, yeah for that's true although he's, he obviously must be a bit of a frustrating character because he always seems to get subbed off they never let him play a full night even when he's to me he seems like he's in his full pomp and he's playing great there must be something I don't know if he just gets tired or or what but you're right he doesn't that doesn't translate to Italy performances but I think we've discussed this before. There are some players that are lesser or greater in in the Azzurri blue. Like I, I get the feeling Fratesi might be one of those players that doesn't look that great for his club, but does do a yeah, good job yeah. for for Italy. Whereas Politano, you're right. You know, I mean, that, he should probably be. You know, certainly, you know, Chiesa is obviously a standout as a wide man, but Chiesa on one wing and him on another. Sounds like a really good prospect, but while Kiza does deliver, he he doesn't, which is which is frustrating, right enough, you know. But as I say, certainly he delivered tonight. It was a it was a cracking good game and and a great advert. And the thing was, came at the end of a day. We sort of bookended um, 
some, I mean, I, I had the misfortune to make myself watch Interplay Roma. And uh, I mean, really, I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not going to dwell on that one because I don't think there's much to say. Inter deserved to win Lukaku got whistled through the whole game, but he barely, I mean, he kind of touched the ball, but it was a classic parking of the bus yeah. performance by Roma, really. And eventually, you know, I'm I'm not a big Inter fan particularly, but I was relieved when Inter scored because it felt like the only fair outcome to the game. I mean, even though the bold Jose was um, consigned to the stands for that one, his team did him proud, I suppose, in that they moaned about every decision, they rolled around, they, they did every trick in the book, really, to try and get their draw. And uh, it, it felt like justice, really, in the end, when, when Inter won. It wasn't a great game. I mean, I don't know if you want to say something about no, it. No, no, I think let's move on Because let's move on, because as I say, to me, that was the biggest issue was would Lukaku come back to haunt Inter having done the dirty on them? And the answer was conclusively no, he wouldn't. He did nothing and, and he produced nothing and they whistled him. In fact, it was a waste of breath whistling him because he, he didn't have any. Well, they didn't really no. use the breath, though, did they? they oh, I know, that's true. Yes, he used an app to whistle him. Yes, you're absolutely right. So it wasn't even, it was a waste of, it was a waste of technology yeah. uh, to jeer him through. But at the start of the day, um, I mean, the clocks went back and so I got an extra night in my bed. So I was up in time to watch an absolute belter from Sardinia as well and another manager clinging on for for dear life, Cagliari Frosinone. I, I mean that game, game that had was everything. Mental. It was yeah. it was truly mental. If you if you'd have watched it, you know, you, you felt that if, if Frosinone went one nil and it looked like for all the world that they were going to win easy then, but Cagliari got a lifeline, got a penalty hit the penalty, poor Marco Marcos, you hit the penalty pretty well, but came back off the bar, and then you just thought, oh, this is, this is the end for Claudio Ranieri. Uh, Matthias Soule, one of the most informed players in Europe at the moment, he's a great little player. I mean, it, Possible Italian uh, call-up. It was really excellent then, and that, that's, that's good news, because, I mean, but the only thing is, I do worry if he has to go back to Juventus and yeah. Max Allegri gets his hands on him because he's so exciting. I think I read a stat that now he's the second youngest player um, to have scored five goals in Europe's top five leagues after Jude Bellingham, apparently. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he's good. He reminds me of, you know, like the guy you would hate to play at five-a-sides. He's so tricky. Yeah. There's something there's something almost indoor football about him. Maybe it's because he's he's small, I suppose. But even the way he finishes off, side foot finishes, lovely, lovely player. Anyway, the story of this game, we're sitting there with twenty less than 20 minutes to go in the game. Frosinone are 3-0 up. And Ranieri's just rolled the dice, really, a, a few minutes earlier and brought on three subs in the forlorn hope of getting back into the game. And then, what happened, Marco? Well, uh, I can't remember who scored Cowie's first, uh, you'll probably tell me. But Oristan, scored an absolute beauty, uh, curling it in from the, from the edge of the box, past the keeper. Um, and that sort of set off the set off the fight back for Cagliari. Uh, a few minutes later, they were they were three two down. Um, Macumbo uh, got the goal, and then they even were awarded a penalty. But then VAR took the penalty away. <laughs> Correct, I'd forgotten about <laughs> um, that. Okay. Uh, but then uh, in injury time, ninety third minute, 
Pavoletti equalises with a header and then more ridiculously, two minutes later, he scores the winner. And then there was even time for um, Frozenian to go up the pitch and then Cagliari cleared off the line in the la- with the last kick of the game. <laughs> so absolutely, yeah. absolutely amazing. Uh, Pavoletti, people remember him, Mr. One Game, One Goal for Italy, yeah. played against Liechtenstein back in 2019 and a great man with his head, but he managed to pop up his feet as well. So absolute amazing. So it, it, it looked, the thing, what amazed me about it really was that it looked like one of those games where, you know, when they see the managers lost the dressing room or whatever, at 3 0, it looked to all the world like, oh, the players have just thrown in the towel. You know, they, they'll, not, they'll never do this. And yet there was another fairy tale in store because they'd absolutely got torn in. And it was like, I don't know if there's something in, it must happen everywhere, I suppose, but it seems like a very Italian thing. There was like something in Frosinone's psyche as well, like a weakness that when they got a goal back, they thought, oh, oh, this, and then they made substitutions even to try and shore things up and that didn't work. And the momentum just, I guess that's what happens in football, but it made for an amazing yeah, spectacle. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 it reminded me in a bad way of Venezia's capitulation a couple of seasons ago to Verona when we were 3-0 up and dominating the game. Uh, and then, yeah, we let one goal in and somehow psychologically started panicking and, and ended up losing that one. So it was a very similar similar story with that one as well. So, yeah, it, it great fight back in Cagliari. As we said last week, although they haven't started off well, there are a few teams that are struggling at the bottom. So yeah. that's a big win for them, I think. Absolutely. I mean, it was a big, big weekend in the... The bottom half of the team, and it, it kicked off with um, Genoa, who'd had a bad start this season, or had a tricky start this season, but seemed to be hitting form under it, and already looked like a bit of a six-pointer and battle of the World Cup winners with the uh, Gilardino on one bench and Pipo Inzaghi on the other, and that went in Genoa's favour, and from what I saw of that game, it, it looked a fair result, really. I think there's a few issues for Salernitana this season. Bull idea had good, good chances that he would have buried last season. Ochoa had a lot of saves to make and Genoa look like they're um, they're, they're going to go I th- I think Genoa move quite up the decent, table. I think yeah, I, I think they've got yeah. some decent some decent players in there. I think that now they're starting to gel. I think their momentum is upwards. I don't think they'll be looking behind them. And at, at this point I was going to make some sort of gag about the World Cup winning managers and say is Gila the best of them with you know because at the weekend it was another defeat for Pirlo in Serie B yeah, and uh, and and you know it looks like it looks like maybe they might think uh, that Marco Giampaolo could be the could be the answer for them and then I was going to question, but yeah. yeah and then and then I was going to and then I was going to and then I was going to ask you know uh, uh, because of his bad start at Lyon Fabio Grosso struggling but horrible scenes. Tonight, that yeah. um, the, the, I mean, the big game in France, Marseille Lyon. We know it's a fiery um, south of France derby. It's not. I mean, I don't watch a lot of French football, but the, it seems horrible. The Lyon bus attacked and Grosso there lying his face a a, a pool of, a pool of blood. Really, I just I don't know. You know, I love football, but that kind of thing makes you feel a bit sick. Really. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, there's no. There's no justification for it whatsoever, and it, it, you know it's it's one of these things that the incident's so bad, you know, should the game even go on tonight? But um, 
I think it did. I think. No, no, no. They they cancelled. They cancelled the game. They cancelled the game. The game was cancelled. No, I just seen Grosso with a bandage around his head, looking like he was going to go out and manage it at some point. (laughs) Ah, yeah. No, I mean, I think he was. I think he was well. But I mean, just just nuts as I see. You know, I I mean, you know, if people know, I'm not a big UV fan. But if I saw their bus going by, I wouldn't have a sudden inclination through half a bricket and try to injure someone in it. You know, I think uh, for me. Any of the football, you you know, you, you for your ninety minutes, you let off steam, you shout this and that or whatever. But then when when the game's done, that's it, done. And so just our best wishes to Fabio Grosso, really. That the, the first and foremost that he's okay and that he's you know uh, and and his health's all right. And secondly, that you know he starts to get a chance to get Leon back up the back up the table there. He's, he's not a bad manager by any stretch no. of mind, and certainly and didn't didn't go out his job deserving deserving that, that's for that's for sure. Get, getting back to the Italian game though, well let's well let's get to let's get to Serie B then, Marco, you were itching to tell us about another I mean maybe not quite a Calgary S comeback. But 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 nonetheless a, a comeback and keeps Keeps Venezia yeah, so going after the, firmly on track. Yeah, after the disappointment of last week losing to Regina uh, with a pretty poor performance, um, it was important to get back on winning ways. But we gave away a penalty within five minutes. Bertinato brought down um, the Pisa striker and they, they went 1 0 up. And, but I think it was a different. In a way, I suppose it's always that thing of you let it go. If you're going to let it go, then let it in right at the start of the game because it gives you the, the whole game to fight back. And I think we in the first half, we managed to assert our dominance and eventually grabbed an equaliser with Nicholas Pierini, who I had bad-mouthed on Twitter beforehand or questioned why he was in the starting lineup. put it that way, um, after some not-so-great performances recently. But he had his magic hat back on. So Pierini, since the start of the season, or at the start of the season, had his head bandaged up and no one really knew why. And he had it on for weeks at the start of the season when he scored a few goals. In the past couple of weeks, he's not had it on. He's been rubbish. And today he put it back on and he scored an absolute beauty, a left-footed volley from the edge of the box. So um, the magic hat has to stay back on for the rest of the season. Well, I mean, thank goodness then that the man that got the winner is someone who you've never bad <laughs> Exactly, old Dennis Johnson. Yeah, in no, the second half, we absolutely dominated Pisa and it would have been one of these games that would have been frustrating again if we didn't win, but played some really good stuff. Um, and Pisa just didn't... Eventually, they couldn't cope with, with the football. Um, and it was a nice move, Poyampalo back healing to Tesman, who played it through to Johnson, who suddenly found himself free in the middle of the pit penalty box, which is normally the chance for him to blast it over or miss it or something, but he calmly rolled it around and, and rolled it under the keeper. So um yeah, no, it was it was a I think it was a deserved perform it deserved win, good performance more importantly, and you know, important to get back to winning ways after last week's last week's game. And then the other results in the league went went uh, our way as well. well. I was going to touch on that because I think although I mean, fair play to Venezia beating Pisa was a good result, but I think the result of the weekend really was Lecco's away win yeah. 
at Palermo. I mean, Palermo have been going really well. If we have any Palermo fans listening, then apologies. But, you know, Little Echo, this, the story of the summer really in a bad way for them that, you know, it looked like they weren't going to, they won their promotion, they celebrated their promotion, and then they were told, oh, oh, you can't get promoted. Then even worse, it looked like they weren't registered for even series, so they were going to have to go down two divisions. And eventually... Italian sporting justice saw some sense and let them in, but they're sort of playing catch up, really. And it looked like it was going to be, I mean, it still will be a tough season for them, but this was a big, big result for them to go to one of the fancy teams for promotion and get a and get a two one win. Does bode quite well for their for their survival in Serie B. But as you say, it also shakes up that Parma look, probably set quite fair for a promotion ball, but it did tighten things up there in Venezia 21 Catanzaro yeah. or 21 but they, they also were defeated this weekend with you know I think Como we know are an ambitious club and, and you know maybe they might start to to move up but it does you know Leco were sitting right rock bottom yeah. pretty much and, and Palermo were in great fun so it is proof if proof were needed of the Rigori podcast motto that anything can happen in Serie B, it is an, it is an unpredictable league and that's part of the, the beauty of watching it really is that it, it is that that kind, of, that kind of result can happen. So, you know, they look like they might have a, a chance of staying afloat now because that makes um, makes for an interesting season. You, you'll notice there's been no... Fiorentina chat in this, and, and people be saying, people be sad, probably, I would imagine, that there's been none. And let me tell you, if this had been recorded on Monday night post Empoli, <laughs> it, it would have been a much more downbeat affair. Imagine, because that was, imagine that had happened when, after the, the mood that I was in last week as well. Well, well exactly, exactly. It could have been the final podcast. <laughs> you know, I don't know, because it was desperate. But, but I, did, I think I did say last week that it would be typical Fiorentina to, you know, to beat the reigning champions and then balls up against... A team that, let's remind ourselves, this was a team that had scored one goal in Serie A all season and increased their tally by 200% in one in one game. It was just a typical piece of fury. It gifted them the first half. And, and fair play to Andrea Zoli. I, I mean, I don't know, you know, I suspect that Empoli are a team that kind of rejuvenates every summer and has to take a bit of time to find its feet. And I actually think they've got some decent... Decent yeah. players in their side, so you know they weren't the worst. But Fiorentina played terribly in the first half, and and you know rightly went behind Ciccio Caputo, oh, oh bugger that he's got the goal, and then and then in the second half Fiorentina woke up and they did bombard them, but Jazzy got a goal on the, on the break, and there the rest was history. So they you know their chance to go kind of into a, a potential title fight was was thereby was thereby undermined. But they did at least cheer me up during the week with a resounding six nil win over Kukarishki, I think it's pronounced, I'm not sure. But um I, I mean it was a game to be honest where I, by the end I felt sorry for the opposition, yeah. which is not really, you know, I think that's why it must be why deep down I support Fiorentina and not a big team, because, you know, a big team, I presume if you're a fan of a big team, you must love thrashing people easily every week. But I, I actually 
by the end was a bit bored because they just looked. They were. They also went down to ten men. I should add. Um, so that you know, it just it, it felt a bit like you know hitting someone that's in a wheelchair already. It didn't it? Didn't feel. But it was. Having said that, it was much needed, and it, it capped a. It wasn't a great week for Italian teams in Europe. But looking back, they're all sitting quite well. Other than Milan, really, yeah. they're all sitting quite well in their groups um, with the, the potential of progress. So. You know, I, I'm in the glorious position again of doing a Rigori podcast without having watched Fiorentina this weekend. They play Lazio away on on Monday night. And, you know, who knows, to be honest, what that may or may not produce. I mean, I think Lazio are sitting further down the league than the quality of their actual team would suggest. So that could be a bad omen. But equally, Fiorentina, I don't, I, you know, if the real, if the real, if the good Fiorentina turns up, I think they can get a result against anyway. They did have a bit of bad news from that European game that Michael Coyote, young right back, who was standing in for Dodo, who is long term injured, picked up an injury, and he's going to. It doesn't seem to be too serious, but he's certainly going to miss one or two games. So you know, there's the potential that they could get. An even younger full back in for that for that game, you know. So it'll soon be they'll be going around primary schools in Florence to find their their full back. So, but interesting to see, anyways. I say, and we'll certainly we can look back on that one, unless it's an absolute howkin, in which case I might try and try and avoid it. But um, you know, it's a busy, busy, busy time for Fiorentina across so many competitions. But just gloriously. Infuriating as they as they always have been, really. That you know, as I say, one game good, one game terrible, and and we'll see. You know, time will tell what the what the real Fiorentina is. But we'll be here on the Rigori podcast to keep you up to date with that and more on the magic hat. That the magic um, hat. you know, the magic hat. I mean, maybe if they all stick them on, if Fiorentina would be a... if, if 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 it got to the stage. You know, touching wood and everything, but you know, the a promotion game, or the game after we were promoted, if all the players came out wearing the, the magic hat, it a, would be incredible. A bandage around their head, that would be. I mean, it is. You know, like because you do get that with like they all agree to dye their yeah, hair exactly. blue or whatever. You know, then that would be. I think that would be a fitting tribute. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. No, absolutely so, not. You know, we know that never, that never, that never does yeah. well. But um, you know, we can we can dream about that. We can dream about that. Anyway, that, I think we've rambled on long enough. It was, yeah, it was a cracking Serie A weekend and a good good weekend in in Serie B. Some some nice nice performances and uh, always fun to chat about it. So if if you enjoyed listening to us rambling on, please tell other people and let them. Let them share the share the fun. It it can be sometimes we're quite upbeat, <laughs> you know, on on occasion. Don't worry, not too often. Not too often though. I mean, it's only really as I say. I'm just enjoying this break because Fiorentina haven't played at a weekend for quite a while, so it, it makes me a much more relaxed individual. But please, I uh, share share it. Let people know, and we'll be back again in a week's time with more of the same nonsense. Speak to you then. Bye. <laughs>